0: Superman never made any money. See the world from sun and thunder. And sometimes I despair the world will never see another man like him. And sometimes I despair the world will never see another man. Hello and welcome to a very, very weird, long, and strange episode of Gale Boys. Uh, this is gonna be quite an episode. There's gonna be a lot of things going on here, but I'm joined as always by our my wonderful friend and co-host Jordan.
1: Uh, hello.
0: Yes, but uh, yeah, we have a lot of stuff to get into. Uh, today is our, we teased it in our last episode, but today is our autopsy oh, of the DCU in this, I don't even really know how to how to properly like summarize it's, these movies.
1: It's called the Snyderverse, which is interesting because there's like 20 of them, and he's only done like three of them. Right. So, yeah.
0: But anyway, we're going to get into the news here. Let's just blaze through this. We'll do it live. Fuck it. So really the only particularly interesting uh, piece of news that is really worth talking about right now is the writer and actor strike that is currently plaguing Hollywood everything has been shut down and it's probably going to go on till next year 2024 i've seen a lot of people have interesting takes on it what is your opinion of the actor strike right now
1: well as a like token uh lefty i'm like well in favor of strike action particularly writers because recently tv is in a much like different state from like the 90s the 90s was like the peak of TV. If you wrote any Star Trek episode, like a TNG episode, you could cruise off residuals until the fucking day you die. Uh, now that's not really a thing now. The main writer of The Bear, American Chef, TV show, which is an award-winning, massively popular show, was in debt when he wrote that first season. He had zero fucking money to his name. Um, when he won, uh, the emmy he had to like rent a fucking bow tie to pick up his awards because he had like fucking no money in his bank and that's just indicative now of these shows can be like wildly popular make the fucking studios a bunch of money no fucking like zero fucking profit goes to the people that are actually involved in it so yeah this has been a long time coming
0: yeah no it's uh you know we're, we're way past the days of uh you know david chase or david simon who um you know made the wire and the the sopranos you know they they are living off those successes but you know and i think it also has to do with one of the reasons writers aren't getting paid as much as they used to is because there's just too much content to go around if you look at like i remember when there was a huge purge on disney plus a few months mm-hmm. ago where they just removed like A whole bunch of movies. They removed that Willow show that was on for like a month. And they just said, fuck this, we're going to write this off. And it really, really got to me where I realized I know maybe two things on this list. And there's like 50 others that I have no idea what these are. And I just think there's too much content and not enough money going around. Because it's like forever one success that the streaming service has. There's like 10 shows that just wallow in obscurity on there and no one knows about them. And, you know, it leads to just... There's just too much content and there's just not enough money going around. And yeah, even the successes, we can't pay you because we got this shitty reality show that we got to pay these people for. So yeah, I can understand them thinking, you know, and I didn't even know that about The Bear. I haven't actually seen it, but I've heard it's a great show and just, that's fucking terrible.
1: (laughs) You can write these like widely popular award-winning shows that make the studios like a bunch of fucking money. And like Reaganomics have essentially like trickled its way into Hollywood. We're fucking, and we'll talk about this later. But like producers, guys like Bob Iger, David Zaslav, all the fucking money goes to those guys, and like, fucking pennies just trickle down to the people that actually make them. Hollywood is like no longer the dream factory; it's like the neoliberal factory. Yeah, um, if we like absorb all the profits, maybe you'll get like, like a piece of the pie at some point, maybe, and yeah, that just doesn't happen anymore.
0: I just think it's also just indicative of, like, you know, especially now with the, the this new trend of just removing content, uh, and you don't have to pay those writers now. Like, you just, you know, your show's not on our streaming service anymore. We ain't got to pay you shit. And- yeah,
1: Netflix is uh, probably the most egregious example of that. You go on there, there's, like, so much fucking shit so many fucking movies so many tv shows the only things people actually watch are the irishman or fucking uncut gems the good stuff the popular stuff meanwhile sense it um this like wiggly popular lgbt show that a lot of people fucking loved uh that gets canned if that came out in the mid 80s early 90s as a tv show that would have like 30 seasons but now because the way metrics work for streaming is like who cares if people like this thing? Just, yeah, shit, can
0: It's amazing how much TV, and particularly on streaming, has become shovelware. Like, that's partly one of the reasons I think there's so much just, yeah, there's just so much. Like, if you go on Netflix now, there's like, for whatever uncut gems or Irishmen you find, there's like 15 shows of just nothing. And it's all just designed to clog it up and make it feel like you're getting more for your money's worth. When in reality, you're just buying, you know, access to watch i don't know whatever whatever popular movie they can get the rights to for like a week like
1: if you want to watch equilibrium for some reason that's really the only way you could watch it and you have to fucking pay like you can't just rent it you have to like pay like a month for this fucking dumb streaming service that you're gonna watch maybe two things on before just cancelling it even the fucking um like the marvel tv shows which i quite enjoyed that was it. like three shows and then yeah i'm just done with this. It's completely unsustainable. We've talked about this before, but the only thing America makes now is content. And when you put the fucking brakes on that, then things are going to start going wrong.
0: A lot of people forget the last time we had a writer's strike, which was 2008, how much shit was affected by that. Like, one of my favorite examples is that when we eventually get to our Bond retrospective, we get back to mm-hmm. that. Quantum of Solace literally, they started filming without a finished script. And you could fucking tell when you watch that movie that the script wasn't done. And they just said, fuck it, we got to start shooting. And, you know, to show other shows like Heroes were affected. It was just, it was a bloodbath. And we're seeing that now with, like, Deadpool started, Deadpool 3 started filming without a finished script either. And now if, if they're going to be delayed shooting for an entire year, it, it, I can't even imagine them going back to what they started. They're going to have to start over again. But it's going to blow up the budget and just... It's bad, it's bad shit, like, it's, that movie's doomed to be a fucking disaster, I'm calling it now.
1: I'm not into those movies, unless they make sense from, like, a plot perspective, but people don't, like, understand the importance of writers, and the fact that, like, writers are fucking on the ground every day just to see if, if things work or not, like... The, the films that we're about to make fun of, say whatever you want man, but fucking Christopher Nolan was like on the ground, not a thing anymore. Like, yeah, get fucking ChatGBT to make your movie, see how that turns out.
0: And I just think it's also an example of like, script writing has become so superfluous to so many modern movies, it's like just... Who cares if the script makes sense? Does it look cool? That's fine, just put it out there. And you know, that's it, people forget that, huh? like, just a handful of good writing is just so important. And that is just not a thing anymore. Some people think like, just don't care. They don't care if it makes sense. They're like, just, does it look cool? That's fine with me. And it's-
1: Yeah, there's there's no David Mamet anymore. It's no. awfully just, the plot is superfluous. Like, does this look cool? Yes. Put it out there. No one cares anymore.
0: Uh, David Mamet has lost lost his mind too. Like, gee, <laughs> talk about a fucking, yeah. what an example.
1: Yeah, fucking 9-11 really like, did a number on a bunch of high profile Hollywood people.
0: God damn it! I'm trying to remember his name. He was like a shitty comedian, and then he lost his mind. Whatever. Uh
1: Rob Schneider.
0: Not, well, Rob Schneider was one of them, but there was. A uh movie.
1: Dennis Miller. Dennis
0: Miller. That's the guy. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. He fucking lost his mind too. Like it was. <laughs> it's a. It's a. It's a truly. I. I just think that yeah, it's just we're the 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 result of this, and you know Venice is in deep shit now because none of the actors are gonna come and do press for any of these movies, so it's gonna be a very. It's gonna be noticeable. People are gonna to start to take notice, like, oh shit, maybe... Or maybe they won't, maybe they'll just be like, fuck it. Like, we'll let them starve in the streets, you know? As we sit on top of our ivory towers, eating nothing but cheese and laughing.
1: Yeah. You're reaching, like, uh, like, French fucking revolution levels of, uh, politics. Fucking barbagers literally just, yeah, let them eat cake. It's fucking ridiculous, like, these people- These bourgeois fucks have just, like, learned nothing from Pessera. Like, you can only poke fucking your working class so many fucking times before they bite back.
0: I think of that quote, I can't remember who said it, as as long as they have their bread in their circuses, they won't riot in the streets, but, you know, if you take away their bread in circuses, it's gonna lead to problems, but... I don't know. It, it would be fun to watch David Sazlaff get dragged out like Marie Antoinette, <laughs> like the French Revolution. It just, you know, that would be quite yeah. a spectacle. <laughs> also, uh, to cap off our uh, news segment uh, this episode, uh, it's not really political news. It's not something we would usually put in our news segment, but it's an update to the last episode we did where we talked about The Flash. Uh, so the film has finally been dumped on VOD, like, uh, like taking old Yeller out to the back of the shed, putting a fucking bullet in its head and be done with it. But uh, they're they're desperate for cash, so they have announced it's going straight to NFT, which I don't even know what the <laughs> fuck that means. That's like, do, I get, a, do uh, I get a a JPEG of a fucking? That's- gorilla with this
1: thing? Like, what the fuck does that mean? I... Instead of the, uh, the, the wacky ape, you get, like, a Gorilla Grodd NFT. Jesus, uh, that's yeah, the that, you know it's...
0: that we need every die. that's the exact, if you didn't, like, have reserves, like, oh, the film didn't do that bad, that's the sign that, like, we need money. Yeah. We are it's... fucking desperate.
1: It's gone uh, straight to blockchain, and the be <laughs> blockchain works now, it's like, um, you know those, uh, early 2000s interactive DVD menus? where you can, like, find hidden little bonus features. That's what this is like now. You can explore the Batcave and click on this random thing to get, like, a, like, behind-the-scenes thing, and what the fuck, man.
0: Desperation. Because Warner Brothers is in a bad financial state right now. Barbie will probably do well, but they're gonna need a lot more than just barbie to get out of the fucking hole they've dug themselves in you sent this yeah. to me at work and i had to like stop in the middle of the world <laughs> and, and i just had to read this shit. but that's like again that goes because we our whole episode was just like just bafflement and this continues to baffle me this movie even after we thought the would be done and by the way that scene we talked about the cameos went viral on twitter recently yeah. Everyone was like, oh my god, like, everyone kind of unanimously, like, woke up like, oh, fuck, this is bad.
1: Dumpy got on fucking blockchain, is like, the perfect cap to it, like, this is the film that keeps on giving, this is a fucking gold mine, man, oh. there's so many just weird choices about this, god damn it!
0: It's just such a, it, but that's it, just the perfect, like, end result. Again. You know
1: things are bad when fucking word of the they like... The lunch pen of Hollywood. It's been around for fucking since like the dawn of the industry. Has to lie on fucking the Greta Gerwig movie for money. That's that's how you know how bad yeah. fucking things are. We
0: we lost Clint Eastwood, we lost James Wan, and we lost fucking Chris Nolan. So give us Greta Gerwig or give us death, I guess. Fuck
1: <laughs> Give us Barbie or give us death. God damn, God damn it. it. Yeah. <sighs> Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound, the infant of Shripton is now the man of steel, Superman! To best be in a position to use his amazing powers in a never-ending battle for truth and justice, Superman has assumed the disguise of Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. Speaking of uh, spectacles, the um movies we're going to talk about today we wanted to do this for a while the brainchild uh zach snyder is um someone we've like shit talk a lot behind the scenes we've really wanted to get into like just how fucking weird like not only he is as a person but like his movies are in general yeah. so this is like our like big zach snyder episode
0: yeah no zach snyder is is one of the more fascinating modern like mainstream directors out there and not because I think he's a good filmmaker I would argue I think he's he he makes me think of like what if Michael Bay was pretentious because whatever your (laughs) opinion no seriously whatever your opinion on Michael Bay is Michael Bay you know makes he does the very similar things that Zack Snyder does makes these three-hour absurdist spectacles but Michael Bay has always been understanding that he knows where his lane is, and he stays in it. The one time he tried to get out of that was Pearl Harbor, and he openly admits mm. he fucked up that. He openly admits, yeah, I did not do a good job on that, and you know. And I think the problem with Zach is that he's had he's had his ass kissed so much the last decade, like especially after with the first film we're gonna talk about. And I have a theory as to why I think he was so ingratiated by the cape shit community. Superhero movies in general, they don't attract auteurist directors like Snyder they they attract people who make one indie film at Sundance and then get a contract for Marvel or they're experienced journeymen like Sam Raimi or Tim Burton I know a lot of people really respect Tim Burton and Sam Raimi but like they are just journeyman directors the thing is is that with Zack he is such he has a very particular way of doing movies in a very specific style the only other guy I can think of that was an auteurist director who got to do superhero movies was Chris Nolan when he did his Batman movies, because they're very much, you know, he has a very, again, very particular way of working. His style is very specific. And for people who watch nothing but Cape shit, that is, that is a unique experience to see, like, wait a minute, a director who's actually in control of the movie? Oh my God.
1: Like, if you look at the overall career of Tim Burton and Sam Raimi, their careers were never, like, leading to Batman or Spider Man. They're just sort of landed in their lap for them, and they made. Like a lot of fucking money from it. Whereas someone like Zack Snyder, half his courier is making fucking comic book movies, whether it's fucking Watchmen 300s, free Superman movies, and even like his non-comic book movies like, um, what was it, City of the Dead, another awful fucking Netflix movie, feels like a shitty 90s comic, even though it's, you know, not... It's yeah. fucking weird.
0: Yeah, and Chris Nolan was like again, though Chris Nolan, though bringing that in, he was never. It was never leading up to Batman. Let's hire this interesting up and comer to direct a Batman reboot, and then you know, he, by that point, the Batman series was kind of in limbo. So they came yeah. into this radical new guy and just really like you know taking a lot of influence from Michael Mann and a lot of practical filmmaking, and that just blew up.
1: People tend to forget that fucking like comic book movies. Word, it's not a thing until Nolan came along. Like, yeah, Favreau came along with Iron Man and that fucking changed the game, and Nolan was the first guy to like...
0: Really make it
1: feel Yeah, special, yeah. Yeah, let's, actually, yeah, let's actually take this shit seriously. If you take the movie seriously, like, the fucking... The public is gonna take it seriously, and that's how you make your fucking money.
0: It's, it's funny, because he's tried, after Batman Returns, he's done everything he can to kind of escape Shadow, of that because you know I, don't know I saw oppenheimer recently and mm-hmm. that is like night and day different to any of his like work he did on those movies because it's a very nihilistic very down it's kind of funny because the dark knight is like a, a totally pro-police state pro-bush kind of yes we can spy on citizens and torture terrorists and then oppenheimer's all about how like america's evil and socialism is rad <laughs> so it's, it's very interesting to see like within 15 years how much his own personal politics seem to have changed
1: Say whatever you want about Nolan, but there is a natural development with his movies. Whereas someone like Snyder, like, there's very little difference between 300 and Sucker Punch. And those are fucking years apart in terms of his oh, like, yeah. overall filmography.
0: And I think it goes down to his politics. He's a very libertarian. He, he's tried very hard to hide his politics, but considering his passion project was an adaptation of The Fountainhead, that really is like, you can't really deny There's something going on here. He's very libertarian. My favorite example is from, um, it's called Army of the Dead, but City of the Dead's a way better title, where there's that scene where it's like, we were going to wait 24 hours to nuke Los Angeles, but we're going to do it now because that'd be rad as fuck and it's the 4th of July. And that Hell is, like, yeah. the most libertarian thing. Considering he wrote the film... That...
1: His, like, weird libertarian politics seeps into his free Superman movies. Batman versus Superman, in particular, oh, It's such, man. like, a fucking libertarian fever dream. When fucking Superman dies, like, his grand monument is, um, fucking holding up the world, Atlas Shrugged, so it is so fucking like in your face
0: about it. Uh so so we'll get into the first film of this. Uh we're going to try to cover as much ground as we can cuz we're going to cover up the lead up to Justice League cuz I think that's a perfect encapsulation of like how much of a fucking disaster this whole like attempts to build to their own super universe went. And it's kind of funny that they did that because this movie Man of Steel was never intended to be a franchise starter. It was sort of like a soft reboot for Superman cuz it has a very open and shut ending. You know, there's no build up to anything. It's just like Oh, you know, just the movie ends and that's it. But so, yeah, this was a film that uh, Chris Nolan had a huge hand in this production. He's a producer. He also co-wrote the script. He This has the same feeling of going back to the Michael Bay comparison. When Michael Bay did the first Transformers movie, Steven Spielberg was a producer on that. He had a huge hand in the production as well. And it very much feels like a producer reeling in an insane, crazy director. Like, the way that Spielberg reeled in Michael Bay when making that first movie. Nolan feels like he's doing that with Zack Snyder. Because this actually might be one of the only... Like, this and the Dawn of the Dead remake are, like, the only two Zack Snyder movies I didn't overtly hate. Like, this movie's dour as fuck, but, like, at least it's... It doesn't... It's not as overt as Batman v Superman, which is just... Like, that's when Nolan's gone, and just everything just, like, he's in full control. And you can tell that no one is there to watch him and tell him this is crazy what you're doing.
1: Fucking Man of Steel, and Batman versus Superman are like night and day movies. Nolan and Snyder are Same Man and Night Man from Always Sunny. Like <laughs> these two people absolutely should not be working together. Like Nolan's the fucking he's the grand intellectual. He wants to ask questions about like what if Superman was actually real? How would the fucking world react to that? And Stack Snyder's like he's not interested in like any of that. He's purely interested in the fucking Dragon Ball Z style fight scenes at the end. And that's why Superman is such an interesting character for him. Because Superman is the uh he's the altruist. He has the powers of a god, but he doesn't fucking abuse them. He uses them to help people. Whereas like the fucking lunchpin of libertarianism is, yeah, it's fucking mate-mate's right. If you have the money, you should just be able to fucking do whatever. That's why um, Batman versus Superman is so, like, interesting because the fucking Alex Luthor character, um, the way he writes that, is, this is what Zack Snyder, like, actually believes in.
0: Yeah, no, but Man of Steel is very... It, it's one of those, like, movies that was very... I remember when I saw it when it came out. I rewatched it, and I... Again, it, it's such a... We were talking about this and just, you know, it's so funny because you you look at comic book movies, you look at like Marvel films at the time where this came out and they're very colorful, even comic book movies in general, they're very colorful, they're very bright, usually, even if they're a little darker, there's some shades of silliness, like even the Burton Batman movies have a real quirkiness to them, whereas this is just, everything is monochrome, it's all handheld, there's no jokes in this at all, and everything is played completely straight. It makes for a very bizarre watch, because it's like, you know, it's, the colour correcting on this movie is so fucked up. The one time we're supposed, like, when he finally gets his suit and it's like, he's got to fly, it's just, it's shot almost in like, monochrome. It looks fucking awful.
1: You know, you're fucked up, when years later, there's like a million fucking YouTube videos of people like, colour correcting the movie. What happens if you like make Superman's fucking costume slightly brighter? It changes the, the entire fucking movie, like the entire tone of this fucking like dour movie.
0: And you know it's so wild because there's so many like in- weird shot choices in this too. Because like I said Z- Snyder has, he is a pretentious fuck. Like that's my takeaway. <laughs> for... No, he is because he is there's every time we cut back to like the flashbacks with like kevin costner it's like he's trying to do like days of heaven yeah like 10 Malick. Sh- yeah yeah extended shots of wheat fields and fucking like you've got the like the him, the kids standing with the sun and it's so like it's so nakedly obvious it's like he just watched days of heaven is trying to replicate that and that's the problem with libertarianism we're going to replicate those shots not because they look cool not because you know Terrence Malick's whole point of that you know, the extended shots that we fields is covering, like, the, the isolation of being in the farmlands of that time period. But it's like, that completely escapes him.
1: There's no real meaning behind anything. It is purely just to look cool. Uh, the only real interesting, like, shot in the movie is when fucking, um, is having banter with Michael Shannon for the first time. Ooh. And he's fucking sinking into the, the sea of skulls. That's wild. That's like... Yeah, that's fucking so wild. So fucking weird. That's
0: what I mean. There's stuff in this that, that, is, that could be interesting. Because, again, it's so interesting to see the tug of war between Nolan and Snyder. because, And that seems to be a lot of the running themes, with, especially with Snyder's... Like, this has the same feeling that Watchmen has, where it's like mm. Alan Moore's message and Snyder's like obsession with every shot has to be the most excessive, coolest fucking thing ever. And the way it just completely... It, it, it's complete tonal whiplash, because especially going to Watchmen, the, the message of what Alan Moore wrote in that book is completely lost on Snyder when he made that movie, you know? The whole point is, like, yeah, maybe all these, like, superheroes are all... Superheroes really are just all psychopaths and rapists with God complexes, and he's like, yeah, but isn't it awesome that they're psychos and rapists with God complexes?
1: Yeah, I don't know, like who he was speaking to at the time but zack snyder said like dr manhattan's his favorite superhero uh what did this fucking guy who like goes around vaporizing people he doesn't like Literally, that's, lit- that's like,
0: the scene in the book where a comedian shoots his pregnant girlfriend and he's like you know you could have stopped me but you didn't because you don't give a shit about anyone because we're ants <laughs> to you we're indiscreet and zack thinks that's the coolest shit in the world that goes back to his libertarian philosophy of just like it does. If you have the power to do it, who gives a shit?
1: Like, his fucking Superman is like. We've seen, like, a lot of, um, like, superhero parody TV shows recently, like The Boys, yeah, the... um, Invincible. They're, like, Superman parodies, like, Homelander and Omni Man. They're all... If you read the. Yeah, they're all, like,. Yeah, it's fucking Henry Cavill, Superman, pressy fucking psychos that just go around vaporizing people. The,
0: the boys just straight up re like uses influence shots from Snyder's films. Like, there's so many shots on that show where they're aping his style, but rather than making it look cool, it's like, oh, this is terrifying. Because they're all yeah, the fucking... romantics, yeah.
1: Yeah, that scene in uh, season one where he's on the plane, he's supposed to be rescuing people, and he just vaporizes yep. everyone. That shot like, where his that eyes could, go that could be from like one of these movies. Yeah,
0: the shot where his eyes go red, and it's instead of being this exciting moment for our hero, it's it's actually oh, this is scary shit. Like, and it has that in this. Where I also love that one of the themes of this movie is Henry Cavill commits genocide against his own people, <laughs> and it is like done as like a heroic act where he, like, vaporizes all the, the, the tadpoles they have in the fucking spaceship.
1: Yeah, this isn't like Superman 2, where Thor is, like, so cartoonishly evil. Yeah, you he has to go down. Fucking Michael Shannon is like, our fucking planet's dead. The only way we can, like, recreate it is fucking here. And Superman is just like, yeah, fuck that! I'm just gonna mass uh, abort these fucking uh, these Kryptonian sperm. I'm I, like, I, I, I want to
0: get into Amy Adams's pants, so that's more important than <laughs> fucking saving my race, which is. And I, I, I think Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon in this movie is he's the only one I think who really is like trying his best with what he's given, because it's a pretty you know he's he's definitely one of those guys. He he does speak highly of this movie. I think because it got him into shape. You know, he did like a year long training regiment. There's a video of this, of the end of that scene where he's like, I have no people. And, you know, he does the dust in his hand and it falls out. And it's dubbed in Japanese. And if you watch that, you realize, man, he just, Zack Snyder just wanted to make a show on anime movie. And he got handed a Superman script. I was like, all right, fuck it, good enough.
1: That, you, you Oh, the Namekians are dead and freezes. So I was like, yeah. Uh, so what? I let's know. have a like like ten hour fight. Let's have let's let's ha- do
0: 9/11 three times because that's really mm. what the last act of this movie is. It's like nine eleven happens because they they ape like so much. Like the building falling down, especially in Batman v Superman, it's so obviously like him trying to ape that feeling of terror, and you know it. It's such a, like, god damn, it's just, and, and again, but it's so funny uh, going, like, going from Man of Steel, like, how cool is that? And then they force him to, like, in the next film. Yo, you realize you, like, killed over 10 million people with this battle scene, you know that, right? Because that became sort of a huge, like, thing with the cape shit community. It's like collateral damage was a problem for some of them, you know? Because particularly yeah. with, like, like, the second Captain America movie, they land a fucking battleship in the middle of Atlanta. It's like, you know... <laughs> So that became like a huge yes. talking point with some of them.
1: Because that was never all, like, a talking point from comic book movies. No one really died. The only people who die in the, uh, like, Joel Sheeberg or Batman movies are the bad guys. There's not scenes of, like, fucking mass casualties or buildings falling over of, like, millions of people dying. That wasn't really a thing until these movies and say if you want about Batman versus Superman. There is, like, actual consequences from that.
0: I also especially love the, um, there is was some sadistic shit in this movie. Like, like there's a scene where like the lady, lady evil woman, grabs a guy out of a fighter jet. And there's fucking blood. You're like, holy shit! They she, she killed that man. And they go into the IHOP. They have the huge fight in the fucking IHOP, and they have to have that <laughs> logo everywhere because we gotta make some money off this goddamn movie. I, I struggle to understand really who this movie was made for. Cause like, I can admire what it's trying to say. Like particularly with Nolan, like what if Superman was real and the. Consequences of fighting but there's just so many Like it's so dour And just not a fun movie to Watch that I struggle To understand which would be you know the problem is, is like the practice. Not a fun movie to watch. is a problem considering it's a big CGI spectacle.
1: I would say they're made for people that want to like the known Batman films, but don't because they're not like comic booky enough. Yeah. Justice League, in particular, is such a fucking comic book movie. Oh, like there's so many over the top battles with fucking demons straight from a fucking comic book, and yeah, we'll we'll get into yeah, it, but we'll it, just, into it. it doesn't work for yeah, me. But-
0: Overall Man of Steel is just kind of a I will say this it's probably Zack Snyder's second best movie because it's the mm-hmm. one where his like it's not good but it's like all of the more annoying shit is more is less prominent and then we get to when you know when we get to Batman v Superman Nolan's gone so everything goes out the fucking window there but it is it's not as unwatchable as like what we're about to get into which is Batman v Superman which oh boy this is uh yeah. this this movie yeah. is
1: you know things are fucked when you're not only doing uh, the Dark Knight Returns, but the Death of Superman as your fucking two main plot points, in like a, two movies into your fucking cinematic universe in
0: a two and a half hour movie. Now, God there is—I watched the director's cut, the three-hour ultimate director's cut, which is—it uh, has uh, it, it. One of the weird parts is there was a lot of people salivating at the fact it was R-rated, which really is weird to me. It's like we've won an R-rated Batman Superman movie. Okay, I'm not... Because I think that's also part of, like, one of the reasons Snyder got so much uh, praise from these guys is because, no offense, a lot of regular people don't take superhero movies seriously. And there's this, like, edgelord mentality. If there's blood and violence... Because that was a huge thing about comic books during a certain period, where, like, the ages of Frank Miller and people like that, who were, like, they were making these really ruthless. I can't remember, there's like a whole... there's a comic book where, like, the Justice League covers up a rape or something. I can't remember the title of this comic, but it's like, there's no reason for it other than to just be dark and gritty, and it just comes across as hilarious from that same subset of, like, if there's an R rating, people will take our stupid comic book movie seriously.
1: Yeah, if uh, Jimmy Olsen gets killed by ISIS, then uh, people is going to take this movie seriously. It's such, like, this is what a dumb person thinks is quiver. Like, yeah. Yeah, we'll kill off uh, Superman's best friend. Not right even like a fantastical way he just gets shot by fucking yeah. like Russian and and shit. It's just so fucking dumb. So fucking dumb.
0: Again, it comes back to the, these guys don't understand autourism. And this is where there's so much insane, like the, the, the visual, the amount of like, because there's so many just bizarre shit, particularly if you watch the director's cut, which is our, oh, like, yeah. like, like the whole like nightmare scene involving Batman, and, like, Superman's a fascist, and I don't even understand what the fuck that whole sequence is about, other than, like, Superman could run an army, but I, I I don't get it. The whole message of this is, like, just completely, it makes no sense to me. It's just to look cool. Like, that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, Superman comes down, and his armed soldiers bow, and it's just, like, it's so... It's like a fucking fourteen-year-old's idea of like badassery. Like that's what this feels like. This is a fourteen-year-old boy. Wouldn't it be awesome if X did this and like just
1: yeah? If, if Batman had a gun and a fucking like duster, yeah, that if, fucking if, costume if, is so ridiculous. It's Batman, so fucking if Batman, stupid.
0: If Batman killed people, wouldn't that be awesome? And I watched him like, not really. It's sadistic. Not really. It's... When
1: Frank Muller does that and um, like his later Batman movie, like comic books. It's somewhat interesting, because it's written by a legit insane person. Yeah. But when Zack Snyder does it, he's just like, yeah, what if uh, Superman was a fascist, wouldn't that yeah. be uh I also think weird? the
0: reason Frank Miller does not margin is because his Batman is like 75 years old. So there is this mm. idea of like, okay, you know, I've been doing this shit for so long, and I have to kill these people because they just get out of prison every time. So it's like the idea of like a jaded man who's just given up on his morals. There's actual yeah. reasons for him to kill people, whereas just as Zack Snyder, Batman has to kill because it's awesome, isn't it? And it's like not, not really.
1: Have you read uh, those later Frank Miller, um, like Dark Knight sequels? Like after, uh, the Master Race and Golden Child.
0: After Holy Terror, I just don't want to read anything <laughs> Frank Miller. I don't know if anyone if you've read that, but for those that don't know, Holy Terror is, uh, it's basically about a right winger fighting jihad terrorists, and it's it's maybe yeah, it like, is... It's fucked up. He's
1: another guy who went insane because of 9-11. like what if Batman, uh, like killed ISIS. Well, he wasn't—he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't fucking...
0: particularly mentally sound to begin with. I mean, if anyone's seen RoboCop two, I mean Hell that yeah. has Frank Miller's paws all over it. The child drug lords, the the, yeah. the idea of let's put the brain of a serial killer into a robot isn't that a great idea? What could possibly yeah. go wrong?
1: In his um, most recent Dark Knight story, The Golden Child, Darkseid and the Joker try to get Trump elected <laughs> and it's, it's it's simultaneously like one of the dumbest things I've ever read. I read it recently, just the dumbest thing I've ever read but also like, this is genius. This is fucking like, no one else could come up with this, this totally except frankly. him.
0: That's, yeah, I agree. That makes me want to read it. You said, as soon as you said dark side and Joker to get Trump elected, I'm like, man, I would read that. I would actually go (laughs) out of my way. That sold me. I'm like, okay, if there's no more, I'm interested. Yeah, because, you know, there's so many of like, and that's the thing. This movie had a very interesting production. It didn't have like a flash level nightmare production, but DC was clearly wanted to chase that Marvel train. Of like the cinematic universe. Which is kind of hilarious because the cinematic universe has pretty much died off at this point.
1: There's been so many failed attempts at like cashing in and then the Marvel shtick, we should probably just stop doing that. Yeah. That's why um Gunn's latest attempt at it is
0: why are you even like, maybe, Yeah, why are
1: you even bothering here? Just just make fucking standalone movies. man. Just make a just cool fucking...
0: lighthearted Superman movie. That'd be fun. You you could make what Superman Returns would have could have been if Ryan Singer wasn't a fucking mess. But <laughs> But No, it's just like Man of Steel was never intended to be a franchise story. It was supposed to be its own thing. It had a very finite ending. And Uh. this is just, yeah, let's do the Dark Knight Returns and Death of Superman in one two hour, half hour movie, which is, that's ridiculous for anyone to try to do. And, um, you know, the other thing that's so interesting about this movie is um, uh, one of the reasons I think Zach really got to go a little more crazy on this is Larry Fong returned. He's his, like, go-to cinematographer. He shot—he's been with him since 300. And it's funny, because after this, they don't work together after this movie. Larry Fong goes off and does other shit, so maybe he got sick of Zach's shit as well. Because Zach's, like, working as his own cinematographer and just—oh, man. Not a good car co- That's what I mean. Don't kiss guys' asses too much, because then they think they can shoot movies.
1: Yeah, that's where you get fucking uh, Army of the Dead. Like, Zack Snyder does pretty much everything in that fucking movie, and it's just like, yeah, why do people like you again? I, I, Like, I, this I, movie just, this sucks. Like, uh...
0: Ben Affleck, I think, actually does a really good job as Bruce Wayne. Not really as Batman. Oh, he's great. That costume's terrible. That costume is so fucking not good.
1: Affleck's interesting, because... If you hear like fucking Kevin Smith talk, there's a mountain of fucking Kevin Smith uh, videos when he's talking about like Batman was his passion project. Like, that's the one. Like that was his James Bond. Like he would have done anything to fucking play that character. And then when he finally gets to do that, it's just fucking miserable. It's just like yeah, it's just dot in his mouth. Just like ah fuck i'm I'm stuck doing this yeah
0: no and it's it's obvious that like he went into it with like a lot of excitement he was like i'm gonna direct a batman movie and just you could see like that very famous interview with him and chris evans (laughs) is just it's it's telling it's really telling because chris evans is having a time of his life and fucking ben's just sitting there just wanting to be anywhere else like like fuck i feel
1: bad yeah the fucking uh Cavill was just grinning like a fucking schoolboy, and Affleck, like, the light has just left his eyes. Finally, I get to do the one thing I've always wanted to do, and it's just fucking ashes in my mouth. I mean, he got burned more than
0: once on on comic book movies as well. He did
1: Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil really, like, fucked him up. That almost destroyed his career. Affleck's so fucking interesting, because he's had, like, multiple stops and starts. Like, Daredevil fucked him up for a long time, and... He didn't really have a comeback until like, yeah, like Batman, Superman. I
0: would say the town was his comeback. That's when he yeah, started, was, you know, yeah. He started to become the a town director. Argo. Yeah, became uh, a director, yeah. and he's a, I think he's a fantastic director. I saw that movie Air recently, and it's it's not great, but it's way better than what you think a movie about the making of shoes would be. Like it's actually like oh this is actually somewhat watchable considering how bad this premise is.
1: Yeah, and it makes you wonder what, what his fucking Batman movie would have been like. I hope it would like.
0: In my world, it would have just been the town again, It would just been like a really violent Michael Mann type movie about like yeah. fucking. But I don't know. Like, uh, we'll never know. But it is like one of those like great what ifs because I think that would have been you know he's a solid director and just and there's just so many like yeah and we'll get into the Jesse Eisenberg stuff in this where it's like <laughs> yeah. Th- I don't
1: know. I would not let them tell me. Now, rah, if you kill me, Martha dies, and if you fly away, Martha also dies, but if you kill the bat, Martha lives. Tell fucking, uh, Granny's PhD, is like the... <laughs> <laughs> I've I've always seen Batman Superman once, and it was the, uh, like, director's cut when it came out in blu because I just refused to watch it in the cinema, and when it got to fucking Granny's PhD, because that's like, that's just a joke, that's like... Yeah, I send- uh, he's talking to like the center, like the boss center. And he's like, yeah, I send um, jars of piss to people I don't like. And when I first watched that, I was like, oh, that's a- that's a joke. That's like a one-off joke. And then you get to the fucking Dan senate hearing. And she sees the fucking granny's peach tea with like the bomb next to it. It's so fucking funny. God damn it. I, I, so character is so fucking interesting in this because like Really him and Affleck are like only two things that work about that movie for me. They're just so fucking weird. They elevate this, like, otherwise bad movie to be like, somewhat interesting.
0: Well, Eisenberg is in that, oh, what I love when some actors in a bad movie do, where they just like, okay, the director clearly doesn't know what he's doing, so I'm just going to do whatever the fuck I want, and if he'll stop <laughs> me, he'll stop me. If not, we're going to keep going. It's this brilliant little, like, it's like when Jeremy, it, it's a comparison because Jeremy Irons is in this movie, too, when he did uh, Dungeons & Dragons. Dungeons and & Dragons, yeah. And it's like yeah. one of the most unhinged performances you will ever see in a fucking movie. Let their blood rain from the sky! And it has that vibe of, like, just, fuck it, I don't care. I'm just gonna do this, and no one stopped me, so...
1: Yeah. everyone is so fucking poor faced except from him, and that's why I like that character so much. He's like the fucking Emperor from Star Wars. He's like the only <laughs> character that seems to be like enjoying themselves in this movie.
0: We get to the big battle at the end with uh I can, God is, is it Doomsday? Is that the guy's name?
1: Yes, yeah, Doomsday is um he's basically the Hulk, yeah. but if Superman had a Hulk that yeah, he could like punch without uh, like, thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, no,
0: he's, uh, for those who don't know, he was the guy who killed Superman. It's actually an interesting story. The death of Superman is actually one of the more interesting comic book stories, I think, because it's, like, the one thing that Superman cannot defeat. And it's not
1: even, like, a known film, like, sword or like, slow He just, like, comes out of nowhere and I think, I think kicks the, the shit out of him to the point he dies.
0: I think it's the only time he ever showed up in a comic book. Like, they just retired him after that story. It was, like, Destroyer for Godzilla. It's, like, the one big ultimate baddie's gonna just show up one time and die
1: he pops up like yeah. occasionally but he is the one and done bad guy he's there to like he's not really like had it so he's like a fucking prop uh, convenience yeah.
0: and then and then uh wonder woman shows up gal gadot and her fucking <laughs> poe face performing that that's one of those desperations of like we're just trying to set up shit and it's like just so and she's just not a good actress i'm sorry she's just not good in this movie <laughs>
1: Yeah, this is a nice little way to be into one, Roman. But fucking, like, you know things are bad when fucking, like, you have to get a bunch of actors to adopt the accent of your leads because they can't <laughs> do an American accent.
0: Yeah, no, uh, but we're... Well, first off, we'll do... Suicide Squad is right after... Batman oh, yeah, because
1: that comes... Yeah, I, I completely forgot, because, like, the chronology of these movies is well, fucked up.
0: Well, it was just, up. like, why did they even... Like, because it was just, like, they, they had no plan. It was like, we just have to do everything now and hope to God we can fix it later, because this was supposed to be, like... They had Ben Affleck's Batman show up in, like, a deleted scene <laughs> and some shit, like... Because they filmed uh, this in Toronto, my home city, and I actually got to see some shit getting filmed.
1: Did you get to see, um... Uh, Janet driving his fucking uh, pink car around.
0: I did not get to see that. I did get to see some weird stuff with, uh, I think it was Jai Courtney or somebody. I I went like randomly that one time, but it was like, uh, this movie's, this movie's so fucking interesting. I know James Gunn is the Suicide Squad exists, and that's a way better movie, but this film has such a, the choices of this movie are so fucking baffling, because we're going to talk about Suicide Squad now, because, I think, I, I literally decided to just, because you said you are the only one who had seen it at the beginning and end, so I decided to watch a bit of it, and I was just like, oh man, it's bizarre. It's such a, because it's amazing, because you see that trailer before it comes out, it's like, oh, this actually looks like it's going to be fun and interesting, and then just the only bit of color in this entire movie is at the end credits.
1: So fucking, again, like... You have these wacky characters running around, like fucking Harley Quinn, uh, Killer Croc, the fucking Joker, probably one of the like worst portrayals of that character ever put to screen. It's
0: the and it's
1: just, yeah, it's by far the worst. And it's still so fucking poor faced. Like, there's jokes, but none of them fucking land, because, like, the movie takes itself way too serious. So that's off.
0: partly why I think that this movie is a problem, again, with they hired David Ayer to write and direct it. Now, for those that don't know, David Ayer's a very interesting screenwriter. He wrote Training Day. That was kind of his beginning of his career. And he became a director. He directed End of Watch, the uh, found footage LAPD movie. Uh, Fury with Brad Pitt, which is actually a fun movie. I like that movie quite a bit. And then gets hired to do this. And it's just a weird choice of, like, why would you hire a guy who makes these extremely violent and gritty like, cop movies and war movies to direct your fucking team-up superhero movie. It makes no sense why they hired him.
1: You hire Gunn because he has a history of comic book movies and you know he'll deliver like, something like, big and fantastical. Fucking David Ayer going from End of Watch, which is like a quasi-sequel to fucking Training Day, to this. What the f- like, what were you thinking there? I don't because, understand. Because, like, I, underst- I understand getting Brett Ratner in X-Men 3. Yeah. He's just, like, a director for hire. But, like, this is one of those cases where it's, like, you're hiring him for a reason. You're hiring him I to guess. write
0: the script, too. Like, go <laughs> fucking Training Day. Have you seen Training Day? He brought his own crew in, and it's just so dour and just... Will Smith just looks like he wants to commit suicide throughout this movie. He looks just so fucking miserable.
1: Yeah, this is like the, uh, I would say, the start of like Will Smith's uh, black pill periods because he goes from this to that fucking Bright. Aladdin movie. No, he goes to Bright, and, yeah, Bright. which, is, which yeah.
0: Air also directed, and Gah. has that same vibe of like just why are you doing this? Like Will Smith had like a late period Burt Reynolds moment where he just lost all his charisma and just stopped giving a fuck. And then he has this fucking public meltdown after King Richard, mm. and then just goes into hiding for a while.
1: I've said it before, but if this was like a, like a 90s Michael Bay movie, even with like Will Smith in it, 90s Will Smith would be fucking perfect as that character, but because like, very few people actually give a fuck, ironically as Jared, but he's such a fucking try-hard, like, yeah, yeah it just it does not fucking work no, it's like just, it's, he's it... he's like the one guy who fucks this character up
0: and uh, there's like jai courtney who's like just doing a bad australian accent just like, like not that, that's, a... <laughs>
1: that's his natural accent i know but that's, it's that's...
0: horrible it's just so stupid it's like jesus because like it's just it's like when fucking, uh pierce
1: brosnan did that jackie chan movie and everyone's like, oh, Pierce Brosnan using a, a fake Irish accent. And it's like, <laughs> no, that, that's his accent. I know. That's what I, he actually I feel bad,
0: like... but it's like, I've seen him in so many bad American movies, I forget he's from Australia. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something that happens, man. Fuck, it's just... And then Viola Davis, who just looks miserable as well, who's like, I'm, yeah. I'm way better than this shit. Why am I here? And she's in the fucking... She gets to have fun in the James Gunn movie, at least.
1: Yeah, it's... it's... It's roughly the same cast, and, like,
0: but she's I really like
1: Margot Robbie as Holly Quinn. That's, like, one of the better casting choices. Oh, she, and yeah. like,
0: she th- This This was, like, at, like, post-Wolf of Wall Street, so, like, yeah. this kind of made her a big name after this, because she was, like, the breakout of this movie.
1: It's, like, the one, like, performance that actually works, and you can tell like, she has, like, two other movies after this, which are vetting degrees of quality
0: yeah i tanya where she plays uh tanya harding which is iffy. that's also great for forecasting too because it's like me as the nice australian playing violent trailer trash that is actually yeah. funny as hell but like yeah no she's she's doing her own thing she she just had a huge hit with barbie she's gonna be around a while so good for her but yeah this movie is just such a just a bad movie but it's it's at least interesting because like Why were any of these decisions made? Like, why did we hire David Ayer? Why are we... Like, they re-edited the movie based on how well the trailer was received.
1: Again, like, what were you thinking here? And, like, going from that to Wonder Woman, it's like... Wow. Yeah, it's it's really, it's like night and day. Again, just night and day in terms of quality. It ended
0: up being quite a hit. It ended up, like, making... It was, like, the 10th highest grossing film of that year god damn i don't know i mean we look back on it like wow we were we were desperate for something yeah it's I guess. Just... yeah and wonder woman which i've kind of soured on the more i've, well, yeah, I've watched it's... again it's like i have this theory that some critics will sometimes give good pity reviews like that's see, my kermode's kind of notorious for this yeah, yeah he'll, he'll give like he'll give like a uh, 50 shades three like a decent review because like i don't like that people are getting bullied it's like who cares you're fucking 50 years old man this is different. This is more like everyone's in a post-Trump election hangover. So, like yeah. any movie that gives them a semblance of hope is kind of, it's it's weird. America was in a weird place in twenty seventeen. Yeah. Like, speaking
1: of uh, speaking of Trump, uh, Trump's Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin as a executive producer on Suicide Squad and Wonder Woman. <laughs> He's like one of the ten fucking um, producers on those movies. Wow what is going on here? What? Why is this fucking I like serial bunny man producing these? Oh yeah, fucking like Trump has a weird connection to these movies for some reason.
0: It makes me think of like when Brett Ratner was involved with Wonder Woman, maybe he's just creeping. Maybe he's just like, <laughs> mm, mm, sexy Israeli lady. I need to go into the dressing mm. room. Because like, Brett Ratner was actually supposed to direct Wonder Woman 84 and then she threatened to walk off the set and then they... Yeah, him.
1: that was supposed to be like his big comeback and... Yeah, I will give Gal Gadot, like credit for that. She has like some principles. Like, yeah, I'm not working with the serial sex pest. Sorry.
0: Yeah, uh, fuck, but um, no, this is also the, the Zack Snyder slowly creeping back in too because he has a story credit and a producer credit on mm. this movie. Because I think they're prepping for Justice League at the time. Yeah,
1: they were getting up. And it's
0: hilarious that. because they were prepping for Justice League. Aquaman got delayed because James Wan was busy with other shit and fucking. <laughs> It's so funny, when we get, we'll cover Aquaman first because I think before we get into Justice League we have to understand, like, Aquaman came out a year after and it feels like Aquaman should have come out before.
1: Yeah, there's, like, story beats in there that's, like, this should have been the film leading up to Justice League and because of behind-the-scenes shenanigans it's set, like, right after it. Yeah,
0: the, fucking James Wan was, like, producing, like, five movies a year. He was busy as fuck, <laughs> but... Uh, no, but uh, Wonder Woman's just, like... We talk about like actors changing like uh, accents, you know, Chris Pine fucking like all these people are in this Danny Houston is like they're all doing like that kind of weird fucking accent because she can't fucking do an American accent save her fucking life.
1: It's one of the more, like, bizarre casting choices. There are so many fan casts. Megan Fox as Wonder Woman, <laughs> or fucking, uh, like, Jessica Chastain or whatever. Like, you could have picked fucking, like, literally anybody. Like, like, anyone could play that character. She wasn't And instead particular... you go for fucking- had she only done, like, one movie before she that? Was
0: in like, she was in, like, one of the Fast and Furious movies as a piece of eye candy. That was about it. I <laughs> I'm not saying I just that's all she was used for, as someone who's seen that movie. I'm like, that's pretty much it. <laughs>
1: I know she's elevated to like the leader of this fucking billion-dollar franchise. It's, just it's come so, on, man. It's
0: also weird. The the director uh, Patty Jenkins has a weird. She's had a rough career in terms of just because mm. she did Monster, which is I don't know if you've seen that. That was the that was the movie about
1: Eileen um, oh, Warnos. Yeah,
0: Eileen yeah. Warnos. That'll. I am a little mixed on that because they kind of make her a little too sympathetic, even though you know she did have a rough life, but she did also murder five people. And is kind of a fucking unhinged lunatic. If you've ever seen the um the Nick Bloomfield documentary, where like, yeah, in the last interview she's like, "I'm going out like Jesus." I'm like, "Oh boy, you're crazy."
1: <laughs> Again, like, get fucking Shirley on as Wonder Woman. She could great. do a fucking accent. That. Yeah, that would have been fucking great. Right. Like in a like an older Wonder and Yeah, fucking
0: that would have been. Fantastic, yeah. yeah but like this is like her only film after monster she like does some tv work she does episodes for fucking entourage which is hilarious <laughs> it's like the most misogynistic show ever yeah like, like the Whippen.
1: ultimate dude bro like yeah ultimate dude bro tv show uh the entourage movie is one of my favorite uh care Mode reviews because oh. he just knows sees the fucking plot and that gary in brisbane it was a terrible film it was just a long extra long version of the tv show with a plot designed to make me not care at all But you know what? That's all I ever thought it would be. I love the TV series, I love Darry Gold. There's a guilty pleasure in enjoying something naff, because it's just fun. And to be fair, it was actually enjoyable. I'm assuming Mark will absolutely hate Entourage with a Passion, and I get that. But I imagine that fans of the show will support it, and I think Mark will always be on the back foot, just because he doesn't have the relationship with these characters. I don't want a relationship with these characters! I don't want these characters in my
0: world! And, you know what? They're not!
1: Sorry so good
0: <laughs> simon mayo has to come in and control him like, are you okay do you need to go take a break um she she gets hailed wonder woman i i guess it was just we needed a woman director and i don't know if there was just no one else they could get but she does a fine job it's pretty the the visual thing is already charted so it's like you know Zack snyder's producing so it's like well i don't have much of a playground to work with so get a work get a good work woman in here to go in and do the job and like it's easily one of the better ones of this period, like of the DC period. Cause it's a little more like tonally cohesive and doesn't feel like we had like three different re-edits of this thing just sitting in the fucking yes. room.
1: This feels like a complete movie and not a fucking like hack job.
0: Yeah, that's that's partly why I think people were so responded so well to it. It's like, holy shit, a fucking superhero movie that wasn't hacked to bits in the editing room.
1: It looks fine as well, like visually. It doesn't look like a fucking nightmare like Yeah the fucking Zack Snyder movies do. Oh su- that the fucking uh the end fight scene with Buff David Thelby's is, is Terrible. Pretty fucking egregious, yeah, yeah it's oh, fucking the, terrible. Oh, the
0: slow-mo in the World War I temple's a little like that Zack Snyder coming in, like we gotta get yeah, to the slow-mo, that's, man. Yeah. I forgot David Thewlis was buffing this. So that was, <laughs> that's one of those, like, uncanny effects Is like, someone who's, you know, is big, who's seen a lot, every, almost everything he's been, I'm like, that's weird. It, will it be weirder than him playing a Na'vi in Avatar 3? I have no idea, but we're gonna find out sooner or later, God damn yeah, it.
1: That's, yeah,
0: let's. I can't wait for that. How fucked is this gonna be? <laughs>
1: Yeah. James Cameron is like, again, the only like, person who could make like, his CGI, cartoon Smurf characters work on screen. Whenever you see that like, fucking Wonder Woman, or um, I don't know if you saw the sequel, I... but when fucking Kristen Wiig turns into like, the traitor, like, the chair fucking monster, at the end it is so fucking like, god damn this I, I, you know
0: i remember people were shocked like how dare they put this movie on hbo and then i end up actually watching it <laughs> finally for the research i'm like no this is exactly where this movie needs yeah to this is yeah this is this is garbage this in a the theater would have been egregious i it's just yeah you're bad <laughs>
1: if, you, if, you, if you're playing this out in the cinema you are testing like the goodwill of the audience yeah. i didn't know you actually uh watch that for this i, I you like, i was
0: curious Whoa. but i'm not interested in covering it it's just, no, other than the yeah, pascal it's... playing evil ronald reagan there's nothing to yeah it. it's, it's it's just a, such a nothing there. yeah it's it's only interesting because of the whole like yeah it was it was dubbed on hbo and it, the best call warner brothers made that fucking year <laughs> seriously oh god damn it but um yeah wonder woman's fine uh then we get into aquaman which is i think the best one of all of these movies that we've covered oh by far this like, one is
1: fucking james Wan directs the show that it's james so Wan fucking... is a show
0: with us is a true genre guy like that's another thing we have to understand is that all the directors who so far are not they're very like po faced very you know self-serious people james Wan is a fucking genre dude he loves horror he loves action my favorite film he's ever done you ever seen death sentence the kevin bacon movie yeah that's the um it's his... quasi
1: death movie. Yeah, yeah
0: i think brian garfield says it's the best adaptation of death wish because it ends with you know like the villains like look what i've turned you into you're one of us now and then all the satisfaction of the revenge goes away and then he goes home he's bloodied and shot and then the cops come and arrest him it's like yeah we get why you did this but uh, murder's still murder so you got to go to jail now but uh you know the the other thing that i love is too is how he directs that movie too despite it you know being a serious revenge thriller it's like garishly lit it all the sets look like like porno sets from hell they're all lit like (laughs) like like, like neon blue lighting and just garish shit and he's very much you know he's very much a genre guy so and this goes back to i think like when sam raimi directed spider-man he's like the perfect guy to helm a movie like this because you know he knows exactly like At least how to emulate comic book styles and feelings, so it's like, you know, let's- Sure, it looks stupid as fuck, but isn't this awesome? Like, you know?
1: Like, the final battle where all the fucking fish monsters are fighting itself. It's like right of a comic book, but actually works Like. When, like, Zack Snyder tries to emulate the death of Superman, I can barely see what the fuck is going on My here. My
0: favorite is the Black Manta suit, and he just did it comic book accurate, and it looks yeah. silly as fuck, but it's great. Because it's like, they're just running through Greece, to destroy everything.
1: Yeah, like, fits with the movie. Ultimately, why this movie works is, like, yeah, it's goofy, but it's, like... Everything makes sense within, like, the world.
0: Juan isn't afraid to actually get silly with it. Like, Julie Andrews playing the giant octopus <laughs> is one of those, like, what?
1: At the end of the day, you're going to these movies to fucking, yeah. like, just have fun. And just, just have fucking fun with it. That's, that's really, like, why this good like, overall universe is, doesn't work. They're just
0: there's no fun most
1: of them just aren't fun yeah, yeah this is
0: the only one that's like i watched this during covid with my uh family and we actually had a great time we're like this was entertaining as shit and because you know because that's what you kind of want from a movie called fucking aquaman you want silly <laughs> shit you don't want to fucking hear like you go to like a superman movie it's like the dour horrors of man like come on guys
1: when i first watched uh man of steel like right when it came out i was kind of interested in it because i was like a director of, like like I don't really know anything about it was doing a Superman movie. Let's, let's see where it goes from this. And I was just so fucking... I'm like, I wanted to like, end it all after watching that. Like, what the fuck, man?
0: And, you know, Jason Momoa is just... He's he's so great in this, because he's he's, he's, in, he's such a... has an interesting career, because um he's Bobby, before this was most famous, for being a rapist on Game of Thrones. And then, you know, he's headlining this fucking ridiculous... Comic book movie.
1: He was a staple TV actor. He's in *Dramada*, the Kevin Sorbo like sci-fi TV show from like the like mid two thousands, like early two thousands. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, it's, it's not great. It's like one of Gene Roddenberry's uh, like lesser TV shows. But uh yeah, to have like go from a. Like TV actor to face of this million dollar franchise, and Momo's is fucking great, and he's, oh, he's great.
0: He plays it up fun. He's he's clearly having fun. He plays the role well. And there's so much wonderfully insane imagery in this movie between Dolph Lundgren with red hair and oh Ed hell Dafoe yeah, riding a goddamn hammerhead and, shark is just so. And great. this
1: is one of the two Dolph Lundgren movies that like actually comes out in the cinema. Oh yeah, he's this like... is
0: Creed 2. It <laughs> was, was a good year for him, and like.
1: Mm, it's yeah,
0: great in Creed too. I don't know if you ever saw yeah, this. That, but he's
1: actually- This is the only time that he's not doing like DTV shlock, he's on like actual movies.
0: It's a silly fucking movie. Amber Heard's fun too, like even though, you know, I feel bad for her, because yeah. I don't know. Look, I don't give a shit what happened at the trial, that's none of my business. I feel bad for her getting drunk through the mud like that.
1: Yeah, you, you, you've said it before, but there's gonna be a fucking HBO documentary in a year's time oh, that will just- it'll, like, like, it'll premiere at Sundance yeah.
0: and Johnny Depp's gonna go into hiding for a long long (laughs) time after after that comes out, I I guarantee it. Speaking of, I hate to go off topic here, but um, there's some lightning going on in my house, outside my window, so if you hear a little rumbling, and that's actually very appropriate, because we're about to get to some real dark and stormy waters coming up here with Justice League. Yeah,
1: going, yeah, Justice League is, um, there's technically two versions of Justice League, and they're both two of the worst movies I've ever seen for very different reasons. Yeah. I, I knew the film was fucked up, like Zack Snyder released because of personal reasons, and Joss is still riding high from the fucking, um, those Avengers movies. Yeah. He comes in to pick up the pieces and I wasn't expecting much because the trailer looked, it looks like dog shit, but it's like, fine, this is the grand culmination of these movies. I'll, I'll give our watch. I saw a friend of mine and we were both like, by the end of we were just, this is like, this is a complete dog shit. This yeah. is, this, this isn't borderline unwatchable. This is fucking unwatchable.
0: Yeah, so we may as well get into the production of Justice League. It's actually kind of a sad story. Um, and we talk shit about Zack Snyder in this episode, but I do think, I do feel bad for him, especially with, when we get into his version of the film. So, he was working on the film and uh, his daughter, Autumn, uh, committed suicide. And he, yeah, he couldn't do the movie. I don't fucking blame him for leaving the movie at all. Like, yeah, I'm not interested anymore. My fucking daughter's dead. So they hired Joss Whedon and they are rushing this movie into production as fast as they can because they need to get like their Avengers type movie. Like Joss Whedon's already directed two Avengers movies. So we got to get this thing done now. And they hired him, which seemed like a safe bet, you know, hire this guy who, you know, directed the, these two big movies and then then, then, you know, and then it comes out afterwards uh, how much of a piece of shit he was on set.
1: If you look like at his like, overall filmography, that's the last thing he's done. Like, yeah. not only movie, but like thing in general. He
0: did like an HBO show that came out like right after he got Me too so. Yeah. You know, and it's it's so funny to me that like, you know, we have these guys who have this aura of being like wholesome, but deep down they're just deeply terrible people. Like I Yeah, feel he's like, the
1: fucking... He's the Buffy guy, you know. Yeah, he's
0: probably a fun dude. And then you find out deep down he's a ruthlessly sad, angry man. Like, it makes me think of what we're learning about Phil Lord. Like, you know, he goes on Twitter talking about how Flaming Hot made him, like, cry. Because of representation. And then you find out he's, like, a deeply sad, angry man who, like, lashes out (laughs) at people on his fucking anime Spider-Man movies.
1: Yeah, having, like, Amy Pascal off the fucking, like... Those movies work despite of them. They're like fucking many tyrants. Yeah, they're just he's like an asshole. Yeah, this <laughs> these movies are my personal fiefdom and everyone who works on them are like my fucking like wage slaves. That's why um his like occasional Twitter rants against Fidel Castro are uh Hilarious. are so much better now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but that seems to be the running theme that I notice with a lot of these wholesome core guys who just end up being monsters. It's like but yeah, Justice League he comes in and just it's it's one of those movies, you know you're in trouble when the movie's exactly two hours long? That tells you that this <laughs> thing has been edited down to a fucking, like, finite T at this point. It's not like Fury yeah. Road, where it's just, like, we shot the, just the right amount of footage. This is just, we had so much shit, we just need to cut it down to something worth a fuck.
1: This is, the uh, that was, like... 2015 or something. 2015, 16.
0: It was 17 that came out the
1: original. 17, yeah, Seventeen. So that's like the start of two and a half, three hour long movies. You, you, you go to the cinema and you like you you get your fucking money's worth with these like big long movies, and this Justice League movie is just perfectly two hours long even if you like don't know the, all the background shit you could tell, tell something, something like, is wrong here fucking pieces like yeah shit.
0: and you know we're in trouble because we do this film and ray fisher and ezra miller haven't even had their films yet i think they yeah. were going to do a cyborg movie and just ray fisher was treated like dog no shit well,
1: yeah there's just, like
0: I feel bad the,
1: ori- the original roadmap for like the DCU, the Snyderverse, there's so many fucking movies. That cyborg movie, that's not happening. We're you, you, never going to see like half of these fucking no. movies.
0: We got The Flash like a decade, almost like a decade <laughs> after it was fucking announced. And it, we reviewed it last episode and it's one of the worst things. It's it's one of the worst films, I think. The more I think about it, it might be one of the worst films I've ever seen. It really might be. Just no, just what it represents and like knowing we have a writer's strike on now, I'm like, yeah, fuck this. Fuck this garbage!
1: Justice League didn't have that excuse of a writer's strike. Like, should not have been as bad. I think it as is, it turned out to be. I think
0: this was mostly an example of triage. We're trying to salvage what we can of a, like a half-shot movie from a director yeah. that has to leave for very, very good reason. And you know, particularly with the Henry Cavill's like CGI removed mustache. Which is like okay. yeah, because he's doing
1: fucking uh, Mission Impossible follow at the same time. Man, which is and it's just like way
0: better. way keep better the, movie. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, just keep the fucking mustache, man. Yeah, no, Like I
0: would have loved to have fucking porno stache on. Superman. Oh yeah, fucking great.
1: <laughs> Superman. That's like yeah, it's not comic accurate, and but like who, could, who gives a fuck?
0: And it's so funny because Zack Snyder still has the full director's credit on this, and you mm. can tell he's not the director because the color no. palette's different. And we also have, there's more jokes, the movie's like, colourfully lit. You could tell it's not his movie. And that's, you know, that's partly the reason the whole hashtag Snyder Cut thing happened, because it's very obvious he did not direct this fucking movie, or at least whatever version that Joss Whedon put out in 2017.
1: Such a fucking obvious hack job. And this is like the peak of cape shit. Like, those fucking, yeah, This Marvel movies, like Avengers movies, are making like a fucking billion dollars. And this fucking Justice League movie, like, was it, like, five hundred million at the box office. Yeah, it bombed. Just like, it loses, like, yeah, it it, fucking bombed it hard. Bombed.
0: It's one of the worst. Like, comer- DC's had a history of losing a shitload of money, which is partly why it's hilarious. Like, they like of all like there are like four movies they have that are like the worst bombs of all time, box office bombs. They have mm. four of them on there, which is not great. Especially if yeah. you're trying to build the cinematic universe which is based on people seeing your fucking movies.
1: It's not like fucking like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. You don't have to watch any of the other Marvel movies to get this. You need to watch fucking like Wonder Woman to understand what the fuck is going on and, um, and fucking Justice League. Which is
0: why I think a lot of people are burned out on superhero movies particularly now. It's like people are just, people yeah. are just tired of having to watch, do homework to go see a fucking movie. Like and that's partly why I think this movie didn't do so well is there's no real build up to this. And like, I don't know who fucking Cyborg is. I don't know who this Ezra Miller guy is. We're going to learn very soon. Who Ezra yeah, is. Okay. But at the time this <laughs> yep. comes out, no one knows who the fuck this guy is. And like the, the most you see of the Flash is like in Suicide Squad and then a cameo in the director's cut of Batman v Superman. That's it. That's all you have of this character.
1: And, and the fucking director's cut of Batman, not even the theatrical version of Batman Superman, if you don't watch the director's cut, like, this is just homework at this point. Yeah, like, this you is... have no idea who the fuck these people are unless you, like, do the fucking research.
0: And Aquaman has not come out yet. We talked about <laughs> Aquaman before, but that movie is still a year out by the time Justice League. So who the fuck is Jason Momoa at this point? And then that movie, that movie ends up doing better than this film does because it obviously yeah. it's a better fucking movie. But yeah, so then yeah, this movie is a disaster. And then like there's, and then we get into the 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 journey of the director's cut, which took like five years and a lot of harassment from social media. Let's face yeah, it, this was hara- they, they were people being harassed because of this. Because again, all these cape shit nerds don't know what all tourism is. They don't understand that like, you know all like the only auteur figure they have is chris nolan that's it and Zack snyder that's the only people they have that like they understand like that's a specific kind of filmmaker directing a movie so yeah
1: but when cape shit is the only thing you watch you will go to the ends of the earth to watch the proper justice league maybe which is people tend to forget now because it's it's kind of a meme now but people tend to forget like how fucking rabid all oh, the realist the Snyder culture was. Oh, it
0: was it was straight up harassment. and it's, it's hilarious because when they end up putting up the 70 million to finish the film, George Miller is going through a lawsuit with Warner Brothers because he didn't get his bonus for directing Fury Road. You know, <laughs> the best film of that year. I yes. fucking directed one of the most commercially acclaimed films of that year for you fucks and you won't give me my dues. Like... We won't give you your bonus, but we'll give Jack Snyder 70 million dollars to finish a cut of a movie he left halfway through.
1: To not film and his fucking driver, yeah, he does him 70 million dollars. Again, like, the people in charge of these fucking companies just
0: it's do boring. not have
1: their priorities, straight.
0: No, and I think it was just the harassment got so bad, they're like, fine, you fucking assholes. We'll make yeah
1: damn- and then when we finally get it it's i, I remember watching this when it came out because this is like again a fucking streaming movie this is like covid is still going on everyone's still trapped inside their house i remember watching this like day one on hbo max i was very curious to see like how different it would be from the justice league movie, and fucking like this is almost the exact same yeah there's like Color grade differences, but like
0: There's more this
1: is fifty like percent the same fucking movie. Yeah, like what was the fucking point of it's, this?
0: It's twice as long. It has more it's, like, pretentious
1: shit. Longer than the Irishman,
0: which it's, is yeah, fucking. <laughs> it's longer than the Irishman, which is you know I'm fucking loved that there was like people like watch the Irishman as a miniseries. Meanwhile, people like you you have to watch the whole thing through. You fuck you people. <laughs> Martin Scorsese has done more for film than Zack Snyder ever has, you fucking nerds. I'm sorry, that just pissed me off when it's all like you have to watch the Irishman as a miniseries. I'm like, you fucking show Scorsese the respect he deserves. God damn it.
1: Yeah, um, you you're almost obliged to watch like this almost four hour fucking movie. And it's like it's it's not even a full movie. No! It's like a fucking it's part one of a movie. Of that's like, what fucks me up Of like a series we'll never see. That's yeah. what fucks
0: me up about Zack Snyder. And just to go into Zack Snyder, because we're back at Zack Snyder now, this is a guy who doesn't know how to edit, a, like edit, in terms of like writing a script. Because he did an interview where he's talking about Moon Rebel recently. Moon Rebel. He's talking about like... Yeah, there's like five that, different yeah, versions of hand, that. He said something that I think, that's not a plus, that's a bad sign. In the hands of another director, this would be one film but because it's me, it has to be multiple films. Which is like, that just means you don't know how to f- edit a script. Maybe I don't need to add 35 minutes of slow motion and fucking Ayn Rand off yeah. shit. Like, come how on. About
1: you, uh, how about you do, like, one complete movie instead of, like, two seven-hour-long movies? I, I, I don't mind episodic movies. Like, we're getting two fucking like, doing movies, like, part one, part two. Yeah. But that actually, like, that, actually that makes sense. Yeah, if you were to Whereas this, this really- fucking when it's this like dumb comic book shit it's like do i really need to see seven hours of fucking like dark side trying to blow up the air not really it's like when when we did
0: army of the dead that movie's two and a half hours long and you would think okay he's gonna throw there's like almost no characterization in that movie so there's no reason for it to be two and a half hours long it's only two and a half hours long because you you have no idea how to like edit like you have no idea like you know, because there's really no characterization in that movie at all. Like Dave Batista's only characterization is "I'm sad." Bleh. That's it. Mm-hmm. There's no like character arc for that guy. And the fact that it's two and a half hours long is like, why? Why does this need to be this long? goddammit? it!
1: Not only does he just not know how to edit, it's so fucking self-indulgent. Oh my Like good. the fucking like the 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 fucking Snyder cut is so like, steeped in libertarian fucking like great man of history bullshit. My, my... The scene that fucking broke me is when cyborgs and, like, the fucking, um, like, the Johnny Quest universe, and he's interacting with, like, like, the financial institutions, and it's represented by, like, the fucking bronze bill, like, the fucking Wall Street bronze bill. What the fuck are you doing, man?
0: They let him do whatever he wanted. Like, that. that's why I think this is going to eventually bite him in the ass, because you cannot kiss a guy's ass like this and expect it to go on and on. But the thing that gets me about this, the scene that got me was the... The scene where um, Cyborg is playing football, and mm-hmm. it's like the most gratuitous. Like, if you've ever seen the film Friday Night Lights, where Peter Berg, like, <laughs> like, like the the shots of just these look at these American athletes doing what they do. It's like it, it is like Peter Berg when he made Friday Night Lights was kind of deconstructing that, but fucking. Zack Snyder saw that like no I'm just gonna do that wholesale and it's just so fucking ridiculous it's it's the perfect encapsulation of his style everything's like shot there's so many like I- environmental effects like rain and snow and just slow uh, you know just you have to see it to understand it and then like you have hallelujah playing which that was a joke mm-hmm. people used to joke that he was gonna throw that in the movie and then he actually did it it's like <laughs> yep wow you fucking jesus
1: that's like a meme for a long time because he, he, he you, you could this, tell like he
0: did the sex scene from Watchmen. he set it to that and everyone made fun yeah because it's one of the worst sex scenes in a mainstream movie ever
1: it's like the fucking uh tomb america puppets fucking it's like that's borderline hilarious. borderline that
0: and they did but they made fun of that too because they do the same kind of song it's just By the way, uh, sidetrack, if you can, watch the director's cut of the Team America sex scene. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen, because if you ever want to see what it looks like puppets pissing and shitting on each other, it's (laughs) truly just, go track that down. It's, It's hilarious. You will get a very good laugh from that. But going back to Justice League... So much self and the fact this is shot in one four three aspect ratio for no reason is, like, again, adding to the pretentiousness of it.
1: Yeah, it looks like a fucking 90s TV movie. Going from that to fucking, um, Black Adam and IMAX is so fucking, like, <laughs> oh. what is going on here? Oh god, damn.
0: Black, Black Adam is so slavishly... <laughs> Like, in love with this type of Uh. Although that's a journeyman, that's different. That guy's directed like five Liam Neeson movies, so he's clearly just like doing whatever. Again, journeyman. That's who directs these movies. Not artists, fucking journeyman. So. The fact this isn't 143 for no reason is hilarious. And it's so distracting because, again, there's no reason for it. It's like, why are we like. I guess it's just, again, just to be just to be edgy and cool. Like, we're, we're not playing by your rules, kid.
1: And apparently there's, like, a black and white cut of it, like, uh, broken noir style movie cut. Of this, every movie at yeah.
0: this period had a black and white cut. We had uh, Fury Road, we had um, Parasite had a black and white cut, which I love you bong, but that was stupid. There's no reason <laughs> for that movie to be black and white.
1: <laughs> there's just so many fucking gimmicks going on. Like, it's not enough that it's black and white. It's, you know what it reminds me of, like, watching fucking TNG like there's yeah, fucking black boxes around us like back then it made sense because well, fucking different. tvs yeah, then yeah. are like radically different from what they are now I mean, this is your fucking billion dollar movie I'm, I'm watching this in a fucking like 4k 40 inch tv what the fuck are you doing
0: again i think it's just a, he's had his ass kissed for so long he's like i don't have to change people will people love me and that's kind of the problem when you're a libertarian psychopath. Yeah. Depending on how Rebel Moon's received, he's going to he's gonna get some very interesting... Because even his fans aren't impressed by it, so...
1: You, you know, things are fucked because, like, the movies we get after, um... Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the fucking Snyder Cut are just, like...
0: It just just <laughs> leftover table scraps. Yeah,
1: they table scraps. Fucking poor The Rock, man. Like... Fucking Black Adam was his passion project. There's, like, interviews going back to the early 2000s, where he's like, I want to do this movie. And when he finally gets to it, it's fucking ashes and his well, fucking well, mouth. Well,
0: then you also have Shazam, which was, like, again, more table <laughs> scraps of, like, just... Yeah. Okay, we don't know what we're doing anymore. And Shazam's kind of cute. It's a, it's an okay movie. It's nothing special, but, like, that also ended up eating crow because the sequel's a piece of shit. Apparently, I haven't seen it. I have no desire to watch it.
1: Yeah, the the, uh, the sequel to that is like the only one of these movies I haven't watched. That that was me putting my fucking foot down. Like I like that first movie because. It's got some fun performances mark strong is fucking great that oh, scene yeah. where um the,
0: the, it turns into like a yeah the, the, yeah
1: the fucking the demons are just ripping uh john glover apart that's fucking great and then you don't even have any of that in the sequel yeah we don't give I a think, fuck anymore. i
0: saw I, I do find it hilarious that the the director is autistic and zachary levi is anti-vax which is like that is, mm. that's dark that's fucking dark <laughs> holy shit
1: yeah uh levy went on rogan but the time shazam 2 came out and fucking like <laughs> half this three hour fucking interview is just like yeah you know um vaccines turn people gay and rogan is just fucking nodding along like a bobblehead. head uh-huh. uh-huh. yep. he, smoked too- he yeah.
0: smokes weed all fucking day he doesn't give a shit that's why it's hilarious to have like <laughs> I feel like if we went on his show, we could sway him into believing socialism's good. It's just just enough talking points that sound important. He'd be like, oh, that's interesting. But...
1: That, that, that's why the fucking uh, Bernie Sanders episode is so interesting. Yeah. Because fucking Sanders is going into depth about how fucking Medicare for All is a vastly better fucking health system than what America currently has. And Rogan is fucking, he's receptive to it. Like I'm convinced, people who otherwise wouldn't have voted voted for Sanders on the basis of that fucking episode.
0: It's wild that our po- U.S. politics is based on fucking Joe Rogan interviews. <laughs> no wonder, the, no wonder America's gonna burn in the next ten years. God damn it! Yeah. Uh, but um. God damn. Yeah. So Zack Snyder's Justice League—it's it, just sort of—it's a, a curiosity more than anything. It's just like, hey, here's the. Like, Jared Leto comes back, which is oh, God, fucking damn. bizarre, I don't even know why they did that. I guess to tie it all up, but it is just sour grapes to have him anywhere near any projects at this point.
1: What really broke me is he does the Wheel of the Society film He literally says that! <laughs> he
0: literally <laughs> and, fucking says that in the fucking movie, which is like...
1: At okay. this point, it's a fucking, like, meme. Like, everyone knows it's a meme. The fucking, Even um... Even the Joker Harley movie Quinn. makes fun of it. Yeah, like, it's, a- yeah. Like, the fucking Harley Quinn cartoon TV show, which I, which I actually like. Uh, season 4 is um, coming out uh, next month, and that's a pretty decent TV show. It's, like, one of the best things fucking... DC has brought out recently it's kind and even that's making fun of it
0: it's kind of funny because all the stuff related to Heart of the Queen is actually decent I don't know if you've seen Birds of Prey but that's actually oh yeah, that's, that's a solid that's... movie that's actually fun it's actually a fun movie
1: yeah it's uh it's not great, but it's yeah, it's better than it's any, one of the maybe, better like, ones it's, by it's Butchers, better than, like, Maybe like, yeah. other
0: than Aquaman, it's the only one of these movies that I actually rewatch. You and I can Ma- actually have you fun with this.
1: You're McGregor, he... McGregor is the fucking uh, like Black Mask. gay camp bad guy. Is yeah, he's oh, fucking fuck great. In the scene
0: that the scene that killed me was when he's um, he's like torturing that family. Cuts the dad's face off. He looks at he looks at the kid. He's like, I'm gonna spare you. Is that a snot bubble? <laughs> oh my god i changed my mind peel this bitch's face off it's so just uh, sadistic and fucked up it's hilarious
1: yeah that's uh that's one of the like better movies by of like being fun and somewhat interesting it's, it, but it's and actually, like, and
0: the way the violence it's r-rated yeah. but the way the violence is handled is act- unlike like unlike snyder who tries to make it like poe face and dark this movie's just like Yo, we're just going to break this guy's legs in, like, an insane stunt yeah. sequence. Like, it's actually cool. Like, oh, shit, it's yeah. awesome. There'll be
1: fucking, uh, spoilers. There'll be McGregor dies in that. Like, <laughs> he gets, like, fucking tossed off a pier of a grenade strapped to him. It's <laughs> so fucking good.
0: Oh, it's it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. If y'all haven't seen Birds of Prey, give it a shot. It's a, it's a fun movie. It's very entertaining. Uh, Jack, uh Chad Stileski did, uh... Second unit work on that the John Wick guy. That's why the action scenes are so fucking crazy.
1: Yeah, you could tell like like the final stuff and the uh, the fun house is so fucking John Wick.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's fun. It's a fun movie. Um, but yeah, and then yeah, it's just table scraps after this because yeah, after Flash, it's DC is pretty much over until James Gunn's Superman movie comes out. I My mean, interest, but I'm so burnt out on superheroes now. Even Marvel, I just not. I don't give a shit. Like. Like I saw the trailer yeah, out, yeah. for the, the Marvels recently and I was like yeah I have, to, I have to watch the Miss Marvel TV show to understand this movie. I'm I'm out. I'm good. I'm that's out.
1: the fucking that's the funny thing. Like when those TV shows started to come out, Kevin Feige was like, "Oh, you don't need to watch any of them to get these movies so you're just lying." Yeah. now. Like if I don't watch that fucking uh Scarlet Witch TV show, I wouldn't know like what the fuck is going on in the Sam Raimi movie. Yeah. It's like
0: I, on. I hate that he's now gotten into like putting a Kevin Feige production on all his shit. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. It's like when, yeah. like, again, and... going back to Brett Ratner, a Brett Ratner film on fucking Rush Hour 3, like, you... <laughs> no, don't do that shit. Yeah. You're it reminds
1: me fucking, of and fucking uh, it reminds me of and Bob Iger um, fucked up Twin Peaks season 2 by insisting that David Lynch solved the uh, the murder mystery. Even though Lynch insisted he last, like, that's not the point of the show.
0: Yeah. It's it's just, but again, that's just going back to the strike. Producers don't know shit. Let the writers do what they have to do. Because every yeah. time a producer tries to write a script, it's so interesting. Like, if, if those could look up the one time the Weinstein brothers directed a movie and it's absolute dog shit. Which
1: one was that again? I, I didn't even know they directed say anything.
0: Playing for Keeps. That was the film they directed. Uh, you've never heard of it. There's a reason. Because they've, they've buried it. It's fucking awful. It's a high school comedy, which about again Harvey Weinstein directing a comedy with high yeah, schoolers to this... keep him away from everybody.
1: Yeah, this like a film where the cast is like under twenty one. Yeah, that's uh, I would. I don't want
0: him in a room even with people of age. I don't give a shit. He's <laughs> fucking, he's in prison. God damn it! Yeah.
1: The only one to go down for me too is. Uh... It was like the king of Hollywood for five minutes which is very funny
0: well if he deserves it fuck him he's in jail now yeah. uh, he'll probably die there but, but uh, uh going back to we're at yeah. right the reservation here going back to uh, uh the dcu um this is this is kind yes of, it's a, it, this is an autopsy episode i find this this it, it's so interesting to actually when we really sat down to chart the course of where these films went it's like it, it's an example of sometimes like there's this weird notion in hollywood if we do the exact same thing that other successful movies are doing will make the same money and examples like when like when twilight came out how many bad like teenage romance movies came out in the wake of that like to yeah so many of, fucking to, fa- to varying degrees of failure like
1: so many failed uh adaptions of uh, ya universe novels i watched um this like an x-men style movie recently um the gifted or some bullshit and it's like it's just why x-men like what if a bunch of teenagers had superpowers and that's very clearly supposed to be like the next big franchise and it just fails immediately
0: oh uh, my and, fa- my gosh. favorite example of that uh, just going because we're kind of walking our way out of here on this episode my favorite example yeah. of that is a uh, beautiful creatures uh it was written by richard uh love Lava- I- love grace i can't pronounce the name but he wrote he wrote the fisher king um you know he's a very well respected writer yeah fisher king Britishes of madison county the ref he's a very very acclaimed writer and he directs this movie where it's like i'm gonna deconstruct this novel because you know he's a smart writer he reads this weird ass kids book it's like let me have some fun and the fucking fan base tried to kill him it was fucking like because if you don't know anything about young adult drama it's 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 fascinating to read like how unhinged that community is and how like fucking scary it can get for some people
1: yes yeah, it's, it's people who should not be reading this stuff is reading it and that um, gets very scary that's the movie where uh jeremy irons has a wacky southern accent
0: yes yes he's a plantation owner oh yeah I,
1: I actually don't mind that movie yeah that's, no it's, it's a, Richard, a, fun movie. a
0: great fucking writer and he really went all out and ate shit for it because he yeah, you know, he, did, he clearly made it for an audience that didn't care for it, which is unfortunate. I yeah, know yeah, And to uh, to tie into our next episode, uh, there's an individual who was high up in that organization, uh, aka We're gonna do Doug Walker next uh, we're on top of <laughs> that bullshit, because uh, those films are. The, you know what? They're like the Zack. He's like the Zack Snyder of bad internet comedians. The narcissism and the level of self indulgence, but you know, Lizzie eldest tried yeah. to get into. YA fiction, and she left the internet because of it, because if you, if seriously, though, go read about, like, young adult, go look up any, like, YA fiction fandom threads. Yes. There's one thing wrong, I'm going to kill this woman. I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys, it's, you're 30 years old, you don't have to complain this hard about fucking books.
1: Yeah, YA is like 4chan for middle-aged white women. It's fucking, <laughs> it's so fucking, like, it's like a world into of itself, and you don't know how, like, fucked up it is unless you, like, delve into it, fucking, um, yeah, to, to put a cap on this. We've, we've joked about doing, um, the Doug Walker movies behind the scenes as, like, uh, like a fuck it, but, um, I since, have, like...
0: I have structured some very, very critical thoughts on these movies. <laughs> I, I find his life fascinating and when we get into it but very that's been a passion project of mine right. and we've talked about like doing other comic books but I need a fucking break I've done yeah. nothing but fucking cape shit for for a month I'm, I need a break so yeah uh, but anyway just to wrap up uh the DCU, it's it's a fucking mess and yeah. just not that like. There's a couple nuggets of good movies here and there, but by large, it's like a, a bad, failed experiment, and yeah. they're trying again, which is like, guys, come on, you've done this already.
1: If you're going to watch like, any of these movies Aquaman, Birds of Prey, and Suicide Squad,
0: the James The, 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 no, the not, yeah, no. yeah, the no, no. James Suicide
1: Squad, the Suicide Squad, yeah, the, James the good Gunner. one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they're also like the few movies that have nothing to do with the fucking, no. like, overall, uh, they're all, no.
0: They're all just by themselves, and they're all fun, and just, yeah, Zack Snyder, it'd be interesting to see where Zack Snyder goes and his, like, weird Netflix, but I could see, yeah. it'd be, yeah. I, I hope he gets that Fountainhead movie made, I want to see it. That's, like, my dream, is I want to see how fucked up it, because someone who's actually seen, like, the 1950s or 40s version of that movie, him directing that would be fucking wild. Because yeah. it's, like, about a guy who rapes women who's like, my work done my way, nothing else matters to me. Very much yeah, Zack Snyder's uh... entire worldview. <laughs> Maybe yeah, it's fucking great or...
1: manifestory bullshit.
0: Yeah, minus or with the rape, I'm not too sure.
1: But having watched the director's cut of Watchmen, I I can assume like, he's going to include all of that. <laughs> Alright,
0: all right. well, join,
1: yeah, so, uh...
0: join us next time. Yeah, the,
1: my, my final thoughts on this is, um, that's like a fuck it. I like how in Black Adam the bad guy and that is just the devil.
0: No, oh, that's the theme of uh. all these movies. It's like <laughs> that's the thing that's so fucking ridiculous about some of these movies. It's like it's the theme of you know we're 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 gods but we're flawed. You know, and our literal villain is the devil. Which kind of gets rid of the ambiguity of the whole thing, it's like, if you're fighting the literal Christian devil, it doesn't really matter how much of a bastard you are, you're fighting the devil.
1: Yeah, that's what's so fucking funny about that movie, like, Black Adam, uh, hero or villain, he does, like, he does bad things occasionally, but overall he's still, like, kind of a good person. And his antagonist is a demon from hell, fucking red skin horns, fucking pentagram scratched into his fucking chest. There's There's no like, nuance has gone out the fucking window with this. Okay then.
0: Uh, because, it, you know, that that's one of the reasons that movie turned out so bad, is The Rock has such a fucking ego now, that's all like, I'm, <laughs> I'm hot shit, like... I'll literally re-edit fucking Hobbs and Shaw so I get more fucking mm-hmm. scenes. Jason God, Statham's no. just sitting there like, whatever, man. I'm just here for the pay. I'm here to fund my next Guy Ritchie movie. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> 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 That's all he does now.
1: <laughs> yeah. You, you know who I would like to see doing these movies? Guy Ritchie. Fuck it. Let, let him do the next Thursdays Squad. I'm a little now.
0: mixed on that because after Aladdin, I'm a little like, I don't know. I, mean, I think he's comfortable with where he is now just doing like, mid-budget you know fun his next film is like a world war ii movie so that'll probably be oh amazing. yeah that'll probably be jerry bruckheimer's producing this is gonna be a lot of cocaine on that set <clears> so <throat> i look very forward to that <laughs> but uh yeah join us next yeah. time for um whatever we decide to do we'll probably be doing um a very very interesting man next <sighs> help us all. should someone have to have a government issued license to drive a car hell no what's next requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster (laughs) the license to drive you know i'd like to see some competency exhibited by people before they drive the president has no constitutional authority to regulate drugs that being said at the state level i would support some legislation that would stop children from being allowed to purchase drugs and prosecute anyone who would put a child in danger because I do believe that children do need some protection yes you should not be able to sell heroin to a five-year-old